Genre. Welcome to Disney Animation Minute Essentials, where we are swimming through Disney's The Little Mermaid, one minute at a time. I'm Kestra Dorowski. I'm Andrew Dorowski. And today we are once again joined fr- by Scott and Ricey Joe from the popular YouTube channel Scott and Ricey Joe. We are discussing Minute 17, which begins with Ariel saying, I got 20. She's got 20 thingamabobs, uh-huh. in case you missed yesterday's minute. And it ends with Ariel singing, Out of These Waters. Minute 17 of The Little Mermaid features Ariel singing about the human world and Sebastian getting scared from his reflection and the many things throughout her grotto. He is uncomfortable with this entire situation. Yes, most definitely. <laughs> and this is Ricey Joe here. Hi. Um, and actually, if you freeze the frame at the very beginning of this moment, I counted there's actually only 13 thingamabobs in that case. I, I'm guessing that she has some, like, underneath. Maybe there's, like, a second layer uh, or something. Or in a different but Maybe box. there's a different box. She couldn't find <laughs> one box that could hold all 20 thingamabobs. We, we wanted to be critical and find a flaw in the animation, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We we try to be positive here, not no criticism. Though <laughs> <laughs> we do uh, criticize, as, as we, we do as try we discuss how bad it is that Sebastian <laughs> keeps making these gags. I'm, I'm sorry, it's, just, it's a pet peeve uh, of mine. Is is I I guess last week was or yesterday was full of pet peeves for me. Um, <laughs> but you know, undercutting the sincerity with a joke. It, sometimes it's right. I think um, sometimes it's because people are just afraid of being sincere, and. I, I, I like a little sincerity. And Ariel's pretty sincere about this. Yes. So so sincere that she's got 20 thingamabobs. Which are corkscrews. They're pretty fancy. Each one's different. Yes. Pretty fancy. Yeah. Can we talk about all the things that are in this grotto? Let's talk about all these things that are in this grotto. We made a just list. <laughs> oh, you... Wow. I did... Well, you'll probably go through the list. I just think it's... It would have been so cool to be in the room with the animators as they're, like, imagining things that would have dropped down into the sea that she could have gotten, you know, and, uh, you know, and, and they have to fit the time period and I don't know. Well, time period's a little, a little, a little <laughs> iffy for Little Mermaid. But yeah, uh, it's one of the uh, only Disney animation films that is hard to really spot which Disney or which era? Era? Yeah, it, it's it's probably I, from from the research we did. It's possibly the most difficult one. Some of the the clothing doesn't quite match up with what you'd expect and things like that. We're settling somewhere in the eighteen hundreds, possibly late eighteen hundreds, because of something we see in the grotto. Um, but, <laughs> but that's oh, that, that, that is in this that, minute. That, that, that is, is this minute. minute. Um, but the other thing about this grotto is, in, I mean, if this were four years later, this grotto would be chock full of disney easter eggs and there's hardly yeah. any there, like there's no like disney specific easter eggs in this <laughs> yeah, that's but true in, yeah in no time it would just be like how many like can we fit the genie's lamp in here can oh, yeah. we put mrs potts in here the can genie's cogsworth lamp. be there the genie's lamp is on tomatoa's back in moana i didn't know about that oh, one. Oh wow mm-hmm. but i believe it i'd believe it <laughs> but yeah so like, it's weird that this is the beginning of the Disney Renaissance, and when they would start being popular enough to say, it's like, well, let's put little little jokes in for ourselves. 
because right now you know like this was a this was like snow white it kind of a make it or break it um studio film for disney where they were strongly considering shutting down the animation studio whoa and then they changed everything with this movie Mm -hmm. (laughs) but like even they they had vacated their old studio and were in a downsized space to do this one they were forced out of their old studio yeah (laughs) into trailers yeah so this was made not in you know the the posh disney we believe you can get this done kind of era this was a hey you want to make one more film see if it works kind of thing and thank goodness it, it did work because the renaissance is amazing and really important to i'm sure all of our childhoods um Mm-hmm. But it's just like, oh, this is dangerous. And so they didn't have ideal conditions and probably weren't thinking like, let's sneak in some jokes for at least for the background paintings. They were probably just thinking like, make it look really good. <laughs> yeah. We were wondering if some of those, let's see, is that this minute like. Let's hear your list. Yeah. What do you, what do you have? Okay. Kestra okay. has a bunch of things written down. Some of which um, were general things that you found online that yes. talked about it but some of them were we just paused as we were going through and was like write this down what should i go through first uh go through the internet stuff because we were actually kind of disappointed that there wasn't a more thorough examination on the internet like internet you let us down there were only two things that i like specifically found people highlighting uh online and then there was this list that's just generalized items but there. So the general items first. The general items: chests, candle holders, jewelry, silverware, mirrors, fishing equipment, barrels, thimbles, statues, paintings, globes, an hourglass, pottery, books, smoking pipes, chess pieces, grandfather clock, furniture, pocket watches, compasses, corkscrews, glasses, dishes, goblets and chalices, music boxes, parasols, birdcage, mugs. Musical instruments, helm, jack-in-the-box, and swords. Wow. Yeah, that's fine, but I enjoyed more when we were looking at it. Yes. Where's our list? So we found (laughs) not a trident, but a sextant. Yes, uh, which is like a (laughs) navigational tool for, or at least that's what I think it was. That's what you think. A navigational tool for sailing. A teapot. A... Kestra ran short on room for writing all these notes. Her page was getting a little tight, so it's hard to read. A, a stein, nets, like fishing nets, French a French horn. When I first saw it, I thought I, I only saw the horn part, so I was like, what kind of but brass it was, instrument? It, it, it was definitely it's a definitely French horn. There were a lot of instruments that we decided to get specific about because that other list was just like musical instruments. <laughs> a picture of a man with a beard. Who looks like a sailor? A, a sailor. A, a sailor. sailor. <laughs> uh, a lute. Something that looks like a harp. Probably two lutes, actually. Yes, probably two lutes. Uh, what's possibly a guitar? It is a six-stringed guitar kind of instrument. A bowl. A bowl that is possibly full of coins. Yes, like overflowing with coins. A bell. It was like a big, like a big ship's bell. Yes, I remember seeing that one. A menorah. We're pretty sure that it was like a full menorah Hanukkah style. Yeah. I saw a perfume bottle. Oh. There's a, a, what Andrew believes is a pulley, like a big pulley. From a ship. From a ship. A coat rack. A little 
what looks like a little Greek building. Yeah, it was like a like a model of like an Acropolis or or the Parthenon or something. Oh, that's a Easter egg for Hercules. <laughs> it's only only almost ten years away. <laughs> Music box. Uh, I know there was the globe and at least one map. Right. <clears throat> and then I'll I'll go into further detail with this in a few in a few days, but. Uh, a thimble, there's a jack-in-the-box, a thimble, a pipe, a necklace, a compass, a fish hook, and a ring, and an accordion. We didn't talk about it yesterday, but um, before the thingamabobs, she's got the who's-its and what's-its. We're pretty sure at least some of the what's-its, they're either compasses or uh, pocket watches. Yeah, I was yeah. thinking pocket watches, I saw that. Yeah, I'm, I'm inclined to think pocket watches as well, but I'm, I'm a fan of pocket watches. Oh, and then there's a <laughs> helmet. Like a knight's mm. helmet. Right. So after the corkscrews, uh, Ariel keeps singing and she talks about feet and Flounder signals feet by swishing his tail. <laughs> <laughs> Which I just don't understand. It's like, what's that, what's that word again? And he like swishes his tail at her and she's like, oh yeah. And she, she gets like the like, she, her face just conveys like that she thinks it's really cute that Flounder just helped her figure out the word. Well, throughout this whole song, Flounder is acting like a pet. Yes, like he, a dog. He is not engaging in this song. No. <laughs> he, 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 so, I don't know. He, it's just a little <laughs> out of character for him, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's signaled that he knew the word for feet. So he he also knows yeah. some of these human words. Well, they hang out a lot. You know, good old good old guppy number 35, uh, who, <laughs> who Ariel named Flounder. Um you know, they've been best friends for years, so I think he was probably there when she collected most yeah. of this stuff. Probably. Um, and and would have probably heard all the words that, that she learned. But I just don't understand. Like, he switches his tail and she's like, oh yeah, feet. Like, it, it, like he doesn't have a foot. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, the tail. What's that word again? I was having trouble thinking of it. Like, I don't see how this helps. Right. <laughs> so she turns, but she turns to the the dancers, uh, the on the music on box. the music box, uh, like you wouldn't, wouldn't she know if you just pointed to? It's like yeah, the the feet, the feet. on on the music box, the like feet. you can see. I don't there's, know. <laughs> there's also a moment when she's twirling the dancers on the music box that it almost sounds like the the orchestra is making. A music box kind of sound. There's definitely a music box noise. I thought it was it was supposed to be the music box itself was was making noise. Like it, it sounds know. like the kind of chimes you get in a music right. box. But it could have been part of the orchestra just itself. I I always interpreted it as music box. I I am not. I would not be surprised if that was intentional. They, I'm, they, oh, definitely yeah. intentional. But yes, just whether or not it was orchestration or sound effect or actual music box. Oh, I see what you're saying. I think music yeah. box personally, but it could have been orchestration. Okay, and then. I was oh. I, I I got confused in like the layout of this cavern uh, when she said feet because she starts to swim up, but she doesn't go all the way up. But she goes up and then the fish like swim in front of her, and you get the sunlight on her. But that's not all the way up when she's like reaching through the hole at the top of the cavern. So it's a little confusing like how far she goes, and then she swims back down and then she swims back up. Hmm. Yeah, it's a little confusing. But speaking of the fish, okay, where do the fish come from? I mean, there right. is a hole up at the top, so there's up an at the top. I'm assuming that there's some <laughs> ventilation elsewhere. Okay, 
It's All just right. they they closed the door. The the yeah. rock. Yeah. Yeah, where did they come from and where are they going? I had not thought about that. I just took <laughs> them at face value for like adding to the moment. Okay. Which I think they do a great job of. Right. Like those fish are great. Stars of this minute. Featured extras. <laughs> They're probably not, you know, named. No. <laughs> I did forget to mention um that there is one there there's several statues that we see throughout the cavern and there is one statue that has been specifically described as a statue of a Lincoln. So that sets us in the late 1800s, not just the 1800s, it's got to be after the 1860s. Wow. You have to pause at like just the right moment otherwise it's a little blurry, but how would a statue of Abe Lincoln... Where is she? So actually? that's also yes. a little bit under debate. We <laughs> settle on near Denmark. Um, that's so right. northern, northern Atlantic. But at different times, I would have thought the Caribbean and also the Mediterranean. So Right, because otherwise Sebastian's a long way from home. He's definitely a long way from home. In fact, I investigate what kind of crabs are red, and none of them are in the Northern Atlantic. Well, he, he wandered far from home. Yeah. There are like, you know, under ocean currents. What are they called? Like the, yeah, the, East, the Australian East Australian current. We learn all about in Finding Nemo. <laughs> Betty got swept up in one of those and just landed there. Oh, yeah. So got collected I mean, by Ariel. He, he matches my hair color. I'll keep him. <laughs> but he's he's made his home there and it works. Um but yeah, so we settle on probably Denmark, but she could be collecting things from fairly well all around the Atlantic. Um Plus especially is flying around. And getting things for her. Yeah, so he could have... I mean, how much can an unladen seagull carry? <laughs> Don't know. Yeah, you know, <laughs> otherwise unladen. It can't carry an entire bust of Abraham Lincoln. But how much trade <laughs> is going on? Would, if it's would the, ships be trade? If it's the mid to late 1800s, even the early 1800s, extensive. I mean, so at that point, it is an international world. Right, so some of the items could be coming from other places. Oh, yeah. From ships right. that are trading but yeah and there would be american ships sailing uh, over to europe no problem now guys fascinating to think about yeah one thing that scott and i discussed last night is what would ariel find if she w if it was nowadays like what would she find the bottom of the sea and so you're talking about oh you know she'd find like iphone chargers and batteries and junk food wrappers or lots trash. of junk food wrappers scuba gear like planes and ship parts from wars a lot i, I bet there'd be a lot from oh yeah uh world war one world war two sunglasses yep. mm -hmm. um oh, lots of sunglasses <laughs> yeah i'm trying to, to think, think about we've never been on a cruise but i'm trying to think like yeah what do people like lose over the side on a cruise well, they put their phone over and, you know, try and take a picture of the ocean and their phone's gone. She would just have, like, a, a huge pile of Different these, phones. Like, these, like, blank, shiny rectangles. She's like, I don't know. Right. I, like, I don't get it. They don't do anything. <laughs> Human, humans love rectangles. <laughs> that would be her whole thing. And then she'd be asking Scuttles, like, what's this? It was like, well, it's not turning on for sure. So he'd right. be making up. He's like, oh, um, use it for something. I don't know what he would say. Unless it's it. an iPhone 7 underwater. Or, you know, only up to 30 feet or something. I don't know. Yeah. Well, but, and, then, I mean, and then run out of batteries so fast. Yeah, and then... But you can kind of see a reflection in some iPhones. So maybe, maybe it's, it's a, a little mirror. mirror. <laughs> I, don't I don't know. know. <laughs> I mean, she'd probably find some car keys. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Car keys. 
Yeah. Maybe a GoPro. That would be cool because that might still work. <laughs> I mean, be, people lose things at the beach, too, and then they get carried out yeah, into they, the sea. Yeah, they get washed so, out. So lots of flip-flops lots and sandals. Of, lots of things are <laughs> Tons getting... of trash, cans, yeah. bottles, yeah. Doritos, it, bags. It'd be not – like, things would be interesting, but there would also be all this trash and gross yeah. stuff that you'd be like, oh, yeah. oh poor a fish. more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So – yeah, I don't know. Um, probably fewer corkscrews. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, that's for sure. Also, I guess statistically, there's just fewer ships that are kind of going downhill, um, and you know, being huh. lost at sea than there used to be. They're not so much lost at sea; they're usually uh, salvaged. And and then, I mean, salvaging wrecks is a whole thing. So I guess you'd find whatever salvagers find. Well, oh it's goodness. a tragedy. This was pre-Titanic, or else she'd have a really pretty necklace. I was just gonna say, mm-hmm. and nowadays she would, her grotto would be in Titanic. Oh, definitely, or at least in half of it. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. She would have this like imaginary dance scene with Eric, who you know, picturing in her head in like this big ballroom of the Titanic, kind of like Which, Anastasia-esque. Like exactly she walks in thinking. and she transforms. <laughs> You described that. I was like, yeah. "Oh yeah, like the ghost dancers in Anastasia." Come <laughs> right. out of paintings, but that's not Disney. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, everyone confuses. We don't, we it don't for talk Disney. about non-Disney movies. <laughs> no, this is we, a we Disney do. Animation <laughs> Minute podcast. They're going to cut that out of the podcast later. <laughs> um, but uh, the, speak, speaking more on items, that in this minute, Sebastian sees a reflection. reflection in what? In what? Like it looks like it could oh. be a crystal ball or something. Or like a like a vase or like a water pitcher or I something know, but, but it doesn't it doesn't quite make sense. It's like big also, and round. It's big and round, but also how clear of a reflection can you get from something underwater? Right. I With mean, not much light either. As long as you're under there, I think I I mean I've never looked at a mirror underwater that I can think of. So, I well, don't you know. haven't lived yet, man. Yeah. <laughs> what we need to do is go is to our pool. Go and... to our neighborhood pool and bring a mirror with us. But then also, assuming he can see more clearly than I can see underwater normally. So, like, if I had goggles on and I was underwater, it looks relatively clear. What if I looked at a mirror while I have goggles on underwater? Does it get distorted? Don't know. We don't the have goggles. Project for so. all our listeners is put on goggles, look at a mirror underwater. Mm-hmm. Tell us. Report back. <laughs> yeah. Let, let us know what happens. Yes, let us know. Um, I love Sebastian's little scream right there, though, when he looks in the... the and he's like, whoa! Yeah. <laughs> like, funny. But I how did Ariel not hear that? <laughs> I, right, she's, yeah. She's, she's like 300 feet up in water. How loud can... <laughs> how, how loud does he scream? <laughs> she's having a moment, though. <laughs> this is a big... This is a big grotto. Okay. Um, again, we've already discussed, uh, you know, whether or not Sebastian detracts from the sincerity of this moment. I think um, I think the eyes blinking is maybe worse than this moment, because at least this moment is relevant to how he uh, ends at the song at the end of the song, how he how he gets there. Um, And it's a little more quiet and and smaller. Um, The blinking eyeglasses like, oh, they made a sound effect for it. This one, not so bad. (laughs) At least it sounds are real. Right. Right. Although we don't Uh, know what because he screams off the reflection and. Goes into this teapot, teapot like mug, mug thing. thing. I, think, I think it's a stein. A, a stein? A beer stein. Oh, oh yeah. That makes um, sense. We see you some, said we the see, B word. <laughs> we see one <laughs> similar uh, in um, Beauty and the Beast. 
uh, and they and they use yeah. one oh. with, a, with a glass bottom like that. So I think it is a Stein. Not much of a drinker, so I wouldn't know. I don't think. In fact, I'm <laughs> a non. I'm, I'm, I'm a, a non-drinker, so I, I, I don't know. I'm not a... we'll just say it. We're yeah. <laughs> we're all not drinkers. <laughs> so we're not the people to know about this, nor the cor- corkscrews for that matter. Right. Right. Well, I um, prefer my hot chocolate out of a Stein, actually. <laughs> um. My okay. My biggest note for this minute is um, animation note. So if anyone wants to talk about like the lyrics of the song to this point, we should well, do that first. I have a, a um, kind of a bridge into the animation note. So and it's kind of the very beginning when she says "more." I so want I want more. more. Yeah, just like that. Um, she her 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 lip I think is trembling a little bit on her vibrato, like more. Like I don't know, but that, like the animators like. Put that in there. Mm-hmm. It just we had to rewatch it a couple times. To think, is that actually a little lip tremor? I think it is uh, a little tremble. I think um, some women this, tremble their lips when they sing the vibrato. When um, they get up close on her face, the animation is really good. Like her facial expressions throughout this whole thing. Like at the beginning, she had like a sad face, and then she had you know her her like shoulder to the cheek face. There's a lot of good facial expressions throughout yes. this. Um, this entire sequence and but some some of her body animation is a little off i think and this minute features probably the biggest one she talks about walking down the street and she gestures with her hips walking down the street her hips are extremely low based on that gesturing Mm -hmm. so either her hips are just really low or she has high-waisted mermaid tail but you see her belly button. Yeah, but so maybe the back is high waisted. I don't know. And it's like it's like a like a high waisted V waist, so it can expose her belly button, or she has a high belly button. It is quite the sachet. I'm pretty sure that's where I learned how to sachet is from this movie and the wax, you know, strutting with Down my street. hips like that. Dad's like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> I learned it from Little Mermaid, Dad. <laughs> but it, like, it's very extreme, especially because like. Her legs are together. So she's pretty much like sitting on one side, sitting to the other side, sitting to the <laughs> other side. Um, but like her hips are are crazy low and it's not terribly consistent with like most of the animation we've seen of her. Also, her tail at this point seems to be shorter. And and I mean, basically her hips got wider than they've ever been um, through the sequence. Like these are not the hips that fit through the porthole of a ship earlier on. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think this is a signal that they had a different animator. Um, doing at least this part, but throughout the throughout the song, we get a couple of different. Um, I'm gonna say like sets of animators. Probably, uh, you can see differences in when it's like focused on her face. It seems a little bit different from people who are doing like the whole the full body, and then like this hip sachet thing. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know who did that, but it's not the same person that animated her in the ship. Well, I have notes about her animators, but I could mention it now or I could mention it tomorrow when a lot of her animation is off. I think um, maybe save it for tomorrow. I think there's more cuts tomorrow. It seems like every time it cuts, it's a a different one. It doesn't seem to cut from one animator to the same animator. And then I have stuff about the live action reference uh, that I would like to mention today. Okay, go for it. So the live action reference was originally... In like old, 
old Disney. Yeah, we talked about it a Disney. lot in, in Snow yes, White, so and they definitely continued it at least uh, occasionally through Sleeping Beauty. Sleeping um, Beauty. Alice in Wonderland had a ton. Uh, Pinocchio, even for, for Jiminy Cricket, yes. uh, had physical reference. And they uh. brought it back for Little Mermaid. Several. This is why it's the Renaissance. It's going <laughs> back to these things. However, several <laughs> anim- Disney animators did not approve of bringing back the Disney, the live action references and there was even one artist that quit because they brought it back were these animators well, who had been animating through the what we call the dark era probably <laughs> i don't know it it didn't mention a name it just said okay. that one animator i i dare quit. say there were some people through the dark era who I mean, and I, this is going to sound like I'm throwing a lot of shade. I don't want to say that I'm throwing this much shade, but who wouldn't have wanted to do the extra work? Probably. Um, because it, it would have been extra work to take completely new reference and make all the new drawings. Because it, through the dark era is where we see a lot of the um, recycled uh, sequences, dancing sequences in particular, you, you see recycled through Aristocats and robin hood and sometimes even borrowing from back in in snow white because like well somebody already drew all this sequence we'll just you know kind of not trace but um take from that and roughly repeat it with our different character yeah um and so little mermaid doesn't have any of that as far as i know or at least very little and so throughout the the 60s and 70s um and into the 80s they were finding i don't want to call it ways to cut corners but ways to um not do new work, but to use what had been done before, to take advantage of what had been done before. Not in a negative way. They just like it, it's less expensive to do it this way. We don't have to hire a model and and all that stuff. And so, with the physical reference for Little Mermaid, I think I can easily see um, a lot of people saying it's like, no, what we're doing is fine. <laughs> yes, uh, and in bringing back the live action reference. They talked to some voice actors who had participated in it years previous when they were younger, mm-hmm. uh, specifically, or one of the main ones that they talked to was Catherine Beaumont, who voiced and acted for Alice and Wendy. So Alice and Alice in Wonderland and Wendy and Peter Pan. I was going to say that one was familiar. She was one of the only ones that did the, I mean, there weren't a lot that did the physical and the voice, were there? Or I, I guess earlier so. on there were, through Alice in Wonderland? Maybe. I and know. a little bit less later on? Yeah. By the way, everyone, if like if you're listening to this and it sounds interesting, like go find some old videos of the physical referencing. It's amazing, because the old ones, they would put them in full costumes. And, and have, sets. And sets, in some cases, and have them do all these actions. It's, it is kind of weird to see, especially um, the one I'm thinking of is for Sleeping Beauty. It's uncanny. That they had this girl who looks just like Aurora doing all this dancing reference. And she's there there twirling. I'm like, wait, like, that's the exact costume and everything. And then you see animators, like, sketching it so they get it, you know, in their head and, and know what to sketch when they're doing the, the animation cells. It, it, but it's it's kind of unnerving because then they show it side by side. And like, this is uncanny that they took <laughs> this physical reference, which is absolutely her. Like, it looks like her from her hair down to the skirt and then they drew it, but it still has like that animation style to it as well. It's, it's fantastic. Yes, it is. It is that, wonderful. To be able to tell your kids like that's my face or, you know, grandkids or whatever. <laughs> Do they get credited? I don't know if I've, um, I don't know if live action. Not, not early on, not, certainly yeah. because even the voice actors weren't credited in Snow White. But, um, oh, I don't, 
I don't know exactly if they were credited later on or not. I I wouldn't expect it. Um, most of these sorts of things really changed in Hollywood over the years. So yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if even into the 60s they weren't getting credit. I don't even know if um, if the live action references for Little Mermaid are credited in the credits. We know about them from documentaries and stuff, but we should um, we should double check if they actually have um, a credit. I don't know. Yeah, we'll definitely check that out. But we'll ma- we make sure we say their names throughout yeah. this. <laughs> so the the live act I was about to say voice actor. <laughs> the live action actor reference for Ariel was Sherilyn Stoner. And she performed Part of Your World to Jody Benson's track of her singing it. So they had already sung it and recorded her voice and oh. she performed to Jody Benson's voice. Was she doing lip syncing or? I think so. So I wonder if like she was mimicking a vibrato and made her, her lip shake or Maybe. something. Right. Possibly. Yeah. But. Uh, was she doing it in the water or did they have her do it out, out of the water? They had her do it out of the water. Because I know uh, some of the sequences, they did like drop her in a pool and film her. They dropped right, her in a pool. Hair and and just, they could. Yeah. In a pool where there were portholes that they could put the cameras, put the cameras and 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 look through and everything. But for this, speci- they they might have done it a little bit, but for for the majority of it, she did it on land, uh, in a not great setting because they did not have the money to create the costumes and create the set, and they didn't have time either because they were cracking down on budget and time for yeah, so, this film. So she's pretty much never in anything resembling costume. She's usually in like a leotard or a swimsuit mm-hmm. for I think when she's a when she did reference for Ariel's like sail outfit, they just like wrapped her in a sheet. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> but Glenn King, who I'll talk about more tomorrow cuz he's one of the animators, um he had choreographed this a lot of the live action reference and including especially in part of your world, because this was like his big scene for the He, he was like the overall animated animation director for this sequence. Yes. Uh, so that's like the basis of the live action reference, at least for Ariel. We'll talk more about like Eric and Ursula later. I, I don't know if there was an Ursula. I don't, I don't, I don't oh. think we saw one. I know they, they just, they had an inspiration. Yes. A muse yeah, for yeah. Ursula. Yes. But. but we'll talk more about, at least Eric later on, but there's a specific moment in this minute when she's looking up and the camera's kind of spinning the, around her. It, it comes around her and it's it's like definitely they needed 3D to be able to do this, to have a yes. three-dimensional background painted, right? Mm, I, I think huh. so. I'm not entirely sure. Because the it way didn't mention it, it. The way it pans around her, um, like, they would have had to either build in in 3d um the background so that they could lay the animation into it or they would have had to have a very complex like panoramic background so that they could move and like rotate around her um in animation cells but it's it's a fantastic shot and it's definitely like a moving forward of technology and technique yes uh Mm -hmm. i don't know it didn't mention anything about i I would expect it's, it's one of the um one of the computer managed. But 
for that shot, they had Sherry sitting in a chair that spins around, so more like a rolling chair. Yeah. That spins around, and uh, the camera was kind of placed above her, and she's looking up, but they had people They moving. rotated the chair, not they, the camera around her, they, for the reference. Yes. Wow. Huh. What a fun job, like, to to be that actress that gets to just act that out. Some Some of the sequences that they have on the documentaries look, like, ridiculously fun, but at the same time, like, it is hard. It's it, it's got to be hard to do that job that way because they have they have sequences where like Eric is rowing his rowboat and <laughs> it's just a rolling chair. Someone's pushing it and the actor is just like <laughs> pretending that he's got oars. Yep. And so or he like, has brooms what? or something. It was. It's yeah. not really like it, it is not fancy. And the early ones were pretty fancy. This one like they like painted a wall green and put some tape on it so they could have perspective reference. <laughs> Wow. You didn't, you know, you don't need to be super fancy. It worked for him. They Yeah, it, it worked out great. It worked hard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm all out of notes. Are you guys good? I have one more note. Okay. Uh, cuz it happens at the vi- at or near the very end of this minute. She's it's that or somewhere in this minute, I don't remember. I didn't write it down in order, but she's leaning on what we thought was a stone and and thinking about like being where the people are and mm-hmm. everything. It's not a stone. It's a globe. Yes. We uh, we spotted it as a globe for the first time in our lives. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Never going to watch the movie the same now. Yeah. It, I mean, doing it by minute. It's worth it, guys. <laughs> um, are, are you two both That's, all set? Yeah, that was, uh, that was it for us for this one. We've got some fun stuff to talk about for the next one. Okay, great. That's all we have for you today, listeners. We are part of Dueling Genre. You can find us and many other podcasts at DuelingGenre.com. There, you will also find a link to a Patreon page where you can support all Dueling Genre productions. We are on Twitter and Instagram at DizMinute, on email as DisneyAnimationMinute at gmail.com, and on Facebook at the Disney Animation Minute Secret Essential Listener Society, or Damsels Group. Our guests can be found at... ScottAndRiceyJoe.com Perfect. Until next time, listeners, thank you for making us part of your world. 